Welcome to the Rescue Church Podcast. You are listening to a message from our Wednesday night service. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for your presence here and in us. Thank you for what you're doing in us. Thank you because this word will not be just a word or a sermon, but this word will become life in each one of us. And I pray, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, uh, because we need to receive this word with an open heart and an open mind, because we need to become your ambassadors, your representatives. And so, Holy Spirit, thank you for each person here. Bless them, especially for being here on a Wednesday night. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Anybody that is here on a Wednesday night, on church on Wednesday night, deserves a special blessing. (laughs) What do you think? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I I think I have a little different style of, like... uh, Preaching. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to teach a little bit. Is that, is that okay with you guys? Yeah, I know that pastor is a teacher too. So I just want to um, uh, use the life of Paul, Paul the Apostle, a little bit. And I want to get c- certain um, principles from, this li- from his life. Uh, there are our examples. Amen? There are examples that we need to follow. So uh, let me read Philippians chapter 3. Um, these are very well-known uh, verses of Scripture. I'm going to stand right here so I can look at the screen. Okay. Philippians chapter 3 says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I d- say press on. What? I press on. That I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. This mind is press on. That's it. Press on. Have this mind uh, uh, and if, any, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Uh, I mean, this, listen, uh, I, I just want to uh, focus on this word. I know this is a Greek word, but I want to teach it to you, okay? Any Greeks here? No. Uh, you're half. Don't forget, you're the lower half. Amen. Okay, look, this is what Paul says. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. And this word lay hold on is this word lambano. This word has uh, changed my life. This little word here, this word has affected my life so much that I asked my daughter to just make one of these with the word lambano. I, I watch it, I see it every day, and I'm reminded of this word, and, 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 and I'll show you why. Because this word, to lay a hold on, I mean, that's a nice expression, to lay a hold on, but that's not what it means. Lambano means to seize upon. To take possession, to catch, to obtain, to make one's own. Listen, um, those of you that are parents and you've been parents of small children, you know this. <laughs> you know this because kids, you know what they do, right? They see something, they grab it, and they said, "Mine, mine." Why? Because they're seizing up. And, and, and see, uh, listen, say this after me. The Bible, the Bible interprets, interprets the Bible. So can I show you this word in a, in a couple of other uh, point, uh, uh, scriptures? Look, Matthew 14 says, for Herod had what? 
Lay hold of what? Of John. Remember the Herod laid hold of uh, John the Baptist and later on he killed him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and put him in prison for the sake of, and, and, and so he later, do you think that he invited John the Baptist to, to, would you please come to my jail? Or he really grabbed him with violence. Look, look at Matthew 26. Now his betrayer had given them a sign. Remember Judas? Remember? He had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, Lambano. Ooh, I hit him. Is that okay? Seize him. In other words, take him by force. Take him by force. Now, now watch this. This is, this is another teaching, a separate teaching, but here's how Jesus says it. Uh, stay in Jerusalem, remember? Stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then this is what he says. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon. It's incorrectly translated. It's not receive. It's, it's the word lambano. It's like you shall catch it. You shall grab it. You shall lay a hold of it when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Do you know that the Holy Spirit can come upon you and you don't grab him? See, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, in you, but it's up to you to... You sneeze, you what? Yep. And so, so Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you know, believe that you catch him, believe that you grab him, grasp him, believe that you lay a hold of and you will have them, you will have them. It's almost like, you know... Especially in, in America, we have this mentality of like sitting and, and, and putting our hands out and saying, I receive. God, I receive. You know, that's not the right mentality. It's not I receive. God, I take. And I take what belongs to me. And I take my portion for today. Because this is what I need and I, I'll take it. And how many of you know that God will give it to you? That's it. You, whatever things that you ask for when you pray, take them. Take them. And then you shall receive them. So here, here's the word lambano. It, it's a very powerful word. It's a heavy word. It's not like a nice, soft word. And this is what then, whoa. You know what? This, this fell a little bit. And so I'm going to use this. Right? Uh, please, Pastor, help me. What's happening? I don't know. Okay, there we go. This is like... Oh. There we go. Thank you. This is what Paul says then. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus has also laid a hold of me. This is, you know what he's saying? He goes, Jesus got me. Jesus seized me. And I seized him. It's not, it, it's, it's, it's a really nice word. I seized them because he had a purpose for seizing me. And, 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 and if Paul was alive today, he'd be watching ESPN. <laughs> because what, watch this. As an athlete, look what he says, as an athlete. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race, he talks like an athlete, who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may not obtain, lambano, that you may take, that you may grab, that you may lay hold of the, 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 the goal, the price. And everyone who competes for the price is temperate in all things. In other words, they, they, they train, they take care of the bodies, uh, temperate. Uh, now they do it to obtain, to, to, to take, to seize a perishable crown. But we, we run this race to seize, right, an imperishable crown. Paul also talks like a boxer. Not only an athlete, a runner, but he talks like a boxer. He says, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight. I don't, I don't, I don't hit the, I don't beat the air. 
I don't want to miss any punches. But I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. He, you, see, you, see, you get this point? He's saying like, listen, I, I don't, I, I'm not playing games. I want to seize something because Jesus got a hold of me and I got a hold of him. But there's a purpose involved. And tonight, I just want to tell you that Jesus also seized you. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Do you understand that he got a hold of you? But got a hold of you is a nice word. No, he grabbed you. He caught you. Yeah. He found you wherever you were and he took you. He took you not like, you know, he took you like with strength. He took you. It took a lot of strength to get you out of where you were probably. And then you, you caught him. He caught you, and then you caught him. And so Paul says, listen, this is the way I run. I run because I understand what he did. He got me. He caught me. He lambano me. And, now, and, then, and then finally, he talked like a gladiator, like a Roman. You know the movie, The Gladiator? Remember? Yeah. How many of you saw it? Cool. You look like the gladiator. <laughs> All right. For I think... That God, watch this, watch, watch, because he's talking to, he's talking to people that understand what a Roman, what a Roman theater was, a Colosseum, uh, 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 the games, uh, they, they, it, that was part of the culture. And he says, for I think that God has displayed us, put us as a show. That's what he says. The apostles last as men condemned to death for we have been made a spectacle and the word spectacle is the word theatron theater for the world both to angels or to men he basically says i i talk like i'm i'm speaking like a gladiator i act like one the only difference is that i <laughs> have been condemned to death i'm going to fight this fight but i know what my end is going to be this is the way this man is talking. So what's so different about this man? He was very, do you know that he was very short? He was about 5'4", five, 5, yeah, 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, he was very short. He's bald. <laughs> he was all, almost blind because he got beat up so much that he lost his eyesight. And his body was like messed up. He got, you know, sometimes when, when, Pastor and I, you know, you know, we travel around the world. We go to nice places. Most of the time. Most of the time. Now, when we started, no. When I started, I used to go to like the most mm -mm -mm places. Yeah. Remember one time, <laughs> one time I went to, I, I slept in, in a conference and we, we got, had to sleep in rooms and stuff. And I went to bed and I woke up the next day with bites. Flea bites all over my body. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but today, you know, we get to go to places and, and we, we, we're nice. We, we, they take us to nice places and everything. Paul, no. Paul didn't know the hotels in Philippi, in Rome, in Corinth. He knew the jailer, though. He knew the jails and he knew the jailers. Uh, because, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul, and Paul, Paul lived, but listen, I want you to understand that he lived with the spirit of an athlete. He was like, yeah, I run. And, I'm, 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 I, and I run because Jesus got a hold of me and I got a hold of him. And I run and I press on. I press on. Not that I already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of what? Say that. Ah. He's not going to tell you this. He's going to tell you in a couple of verses down. Ah, that I may hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. Okay. So it's very, it's very easy. Jesus got a hold of you for that. Oh, you think that Jesus got a hold of you because he wanted just to save you and take you to heaven? Oh, no. 
No, 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 no. He got a hold of you for that. Wait, wait, we're going to find out. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. This is his mentality. He was not satisfied. He wanted, like, you know, professional athletes, they're not satisfied. If they win one Super Bowl, they want to win the next one and the next one, and they want to, you know, win over and over and over. But this man was never satisfied. Not that I have already Lambano attained it, or I am perfected. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended Lambano it, but I what? But I press on. I press on. I'm running every day. I am grabbing something. I understand my purpose, but I keep pressing on because I want more. I want to, I want that. Say that. that. How many of you want that? Say, yeah, I want that. <laughs> this is Paul, by the way. Paul, the Bible says that now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. I mean, not only miracles, but Paul was in Troas. He's, he preached uh, one of the nights that he was there, and he preached too long, and this boy was sitting in the, in the window, and he fell from the third floor. And let me tell you, when you fall from the first floor, you die. Well, Paul, no problem. He went down. He goes, don't touch him. He laid on top of him, and he came back to life. Now, look. <laughs> if one of you dies tonight, and pastor prays for you, and you, you're resurrected, Believe me, in half an hour, there will be policemen here, ambulances, channel four, channel two, channel ten, blah, 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 every, the media will be here because they'll want to talk to the person that was resurrected. And tomorrow there will be another service and, to, and there will be endless services everywhere because the resurrection of a dead person is like a big deal. Don't you think? Well, this is Paul. Paul was like, he, he started churches in Asia Minor. All, all of it, you know, Asia Minor is Ephesus. And, and Smyrna, all the churches in it, he planted these churches. Not only that, but, 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 but he received, and, and let, me, let me leave this for, for the end. He received the revelation of the gospel. Whoa. I'll, I'll leave it for the end. He received, he goes, the, the gospel that I'm preaching to you, I did not receive it from men. I didn't, go, I didn't go to Jerusalem and I didn't sit with Peter and John and with all the guys that, that live with Jesus. No, no, no. The gospel that I'm preaching to you. Oh, by the way, he calls it my gospel. My gospel. He goes, my gospel? I, I didn't get it from men. I received it by the revelation of Jesus. Jesus revealed it to me. Sometimes I, I, I ask people, can you find the gospel in the gospels? It's not clearly spelled out. The gospel is not in the gospels. The gospel was revealed mainly to Paul. Mainly to Paul. And so here's, here's this man who, 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 who wrote epistles. He, here's a man who followed Jesus for 30 years faithfully. Faithfully lost his eyesight. Uh, 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 by the way, he's, written, he's writing this letter from... A Roman jail. This is what he says. Now, understand his language, right? He's in a Roman jail. He's chained to a wall. Rome had him there as a very dangerous prisoner. And the guy is saying, uh, you know what? I, I just want to press on. Because I want to apprehend what Jesus apprehended me for. Because Rome, it, Rome did not apprehend me. Jesus apprehended me. In other words, he never said, I am a prisoner of Rome. He goes, I'm a prisoner of Jesus. And so this is Paul writing from a, from a Roman jail. He, he's been seized there. And, and, and he's... 
writing to the Philippians goes, don't feel sorry for me because I'm running my race. I am doing what I need to do because Jesus got a hold of me for a reason, for that. And I am going after that. See, this man was definitely focused. He wasn't like, he wasn't sending prayer cards saying, please pray for me because I don't have enough to eat. It's really cold. Please pray for me that I might be like, uh, you know, let go, the, the, whatever. Now, he's going like, I'm in jail here. And, and Jesus got a hold of me so I could be here doing what I'm doing. And if they don't let me go, the house of Caesar is going to be, all, they're all going to be saved. Because I don't know how he found a way to, to preach to the soldiers and to the, to the guard, the, the personal guard of Caesar, the emperor. But, 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 but he got the gospel in there. And by the way, by the way. I was there. My wife and I were there where Paul was like imprisoned in Rome. You see, Paul was taken to Rome as a prisoner on a boat. He didn't pay for his ticket. He went free. But when he got to Sicily, amen. All the prisoners came off the boat and they all went to prison. Not Paul. Rome, the Roman government rented a house for him. And he was a prisoner. He couldn't get out. He, he, he lived in that house. But they let him receive all kinds of visits and visitors. And he started and he built that church. He edified. He built that church in Rome from that room he was definitely focused he wasn't complaining he was going I'm here for a reason I'm here because because Jesus laid hold of me for this so I need to find out what that is and this is what he says brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended it but one thing I do. How many of you know that one thing is only one thing? <laughs> it's not two things. It's one thing. One thing. One thing. One thing. This is what one thing means. Then Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. That, that expression, one thing, I found it. One thing. Remember the young, the, 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 the young rich man the young man, he goes like, I want to follow Jesus. And Jesus goes, no, 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 you can't because one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have a treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. You're not, you don't have that thing. Watch this. Luke 10, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. See, Mary chose that thing to lay at the feet of Jesus, which will not be taken away from her. Say one thing. One see, see, you know what? When Jesus looks at you and I, he knows what that one thing is. Psalm 27, this is my favorite. One thing. This is David. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that which I'll seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Let me tell you what the one thing is. The one thing is a heart, a pure heart. And this is what Jesus says. You have a pure heart, you will see God. No, no, wait, you don't understand. Not you will see God in heaven. No, you will see God now. If you have a... Say pure. pure. But here's the deal. Pure means undivided. Because undivided. Why? Because if you have pure milk, 
that means that that milk is not mixed with something else. So pure means one heart, undivided, single-minded. See, this is the one thing. The one thing, and, and you know what, when, when, when you serve God, this is the focus. This is the direction. You can't have two hearts. You cannot have two ways. You can't have, like my wife said, you can't have plan A and plan B. That's right. You can't. Yep. It's either you go for Jesus or you go for Jesus. <laughs> or third option, you go for Jesus. <laughs> you stand for Jesus where you are or you stand for Jesus. Or otherwise, you stand for Jesus. <laughs> That's like pure heart. That's that. That's it. You show one direction, one focus. Not that I have already attained it, but I'm going after that. And then, yeah, he was definitely focused. He, he, he knew the direction. He says, listen, I, 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 it's not that I've arrived, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. And let me tell you something, Paul, forgot about, he was healed of a whole lot of bad stuff. Paul sent people to death because they were Christians. He persecuted Christians. He ruined people's lives. He ruined them. He was horrible. He was the worst enemy of the church in the first century. He was the worst enemy. So he never mentions those things. Why? Because he, 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 he left them behind. And then he goes, I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward. And here it is. To the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He goes, this is what I do. I keep going. I keep going. Do you know what happened, by the way, just... just you know what happened? He was in, in, in prison in Rome for two years. Yeah. And then they let him go. Do you know that? They let him go. And we don't know where he went. He probably went to Spain because he intended to go to Spain originally. So he probably went to Spain. Okay. He was there for two years. Guess what he did? He came back to Rome. But you don't understand. When he was in Rome the first time, it was pretty good. When he went to Rome the second time, yeah, you know who was the emperor? Nero. Nero. And guess what happened? He went, he, full, he knew full, no, he knew full well that Nero was the emperor. He was persecuting Christians. He was, Nero, Nero was like, uh, you know, he wasn't that well. He was actually demon possessed. He, he, he thought he was a singer and a poet, but he, he needed inspiration. So he, he, he asked his soldiers to burn the city of Rome. Uh, because he wanted to stand on his terrace and he wanted to see Rome burning. And then he took like an instrument and he wanted to like sing a song with Rome burning. And then guess what? City got burned. And guess who he blamed? The Christians. The Christians. Yeah. And, and Nero crucified, his soldiers crucified thousands and thousands and thousands of Christians. My wife and I went, uh, you know, when we, we went to Rome and we went to see the catacombs. The catacombs are like tunnels underground with, with, with graves dug out of the wall. Wow. Wow. And we saw, and, and, and I remember watching the graves, but I saw little graves. We saw little graves. And we asked, why those, yeah, the children. All kinds of children were killed and died. And they had to, um, you know, go underground and they died. That's Nero. Well, Paul went at the worst possible time. Knowing full well that it was probably his end. And he goes like, oh, you don't understand. Jesus got a hold of me. And I'm going to press forward because I'm going after that. I press forward. And then he says this. The Bible interprets 
Okay, so this is what he says in verse 6. He says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Persecuting. Concerning the righteousness, which is in the law blameless. You see, the word persecuting is the word press. Pressing with seal against the church. Now, he's pressing with seal toward the goal. Basically, he's saying, I am persecuting my goal. With the same seal that I had when I was persecuting Christians because I thought that I was like doing God's will. I was like, you know, keeping the religion, the Jewish religion, you know, uh, yeah, intact. Well, with the same zeal now, with same zeal that I was using to press on against the church. Now I press on. I press on toward the upward call of God, say, in Christ. Christ. What? What? See, it makes a difference that it is in Christ. Do you understand now? He's going like, I used to persecute Christians. And I used used my my passion and my strength and my knowledge and, and, and my zeal and my anger. The same emotions that I had when I was persecuting the church. Now I'm persecuting the goal. I'm persecuting what goal? The price. And what is the price? The upward call of God in Christ. Here it is. He says this. He says, look, I lay hold of Jesus, but Jesus laid hold of me. And I am pressing art toward the goal and um, toward the price. And the price is the upward call of God. In Christ. Upward means that the call does not come from men. It comes from above, from God. So here's what he says now. I was, I was reserving this for the end, okay? This is what he says in Galatians chapter 1. But when it, when it pleased God, who separated me, who separated me from my mother's womb, whoa, Paul, you were Saul of Tarsus. You were born Saul. They sent you to theological school in Jerusalem. You got the best education possible. You hated Christians. You thought that these Christians were like heretics, enemies of Moses and the law and the temple. And here's Paul saying... Oh, no, you don't understand. Yeah, I know I did all of that. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I did all of that. But guess what? When it pleased God, who already had separated me from my mother's womb. What? You mean when Saul of Tarsus was beating Christians up, God was looking at him and he's going like, <laughs> you already separated unto me. You're doing this right now, but you're going to be my apostle. God separated Saul of Tarsus from his mother's womb. Okay, if you understand this, please explain it to me. I say this is the pure grace of God. And he says, and he called me. Through his grace. I love the word call. Say call. Say call means to be invited to. See, call doesn't mean, hey, brother Angelo. That doesn't mean call. Call means I'm inviting you. Men and women are invited to be part of the kingdom of God. But listen, if you're invited to a wedding party to a wedding reception they could they can set up tables they can even put your name right there this chair belongs to you and so you're invited what happens if you don't show up you don't show up see God calls people God invites people extends an invitation and then it's up to people to receive it that's right 
to accept the invitation. And so then this is what Paul says. You know, it, it just please God. What does it mean? He had already called me. He had already uh, separated me. But it, when the moment it pleased them, like, the, you know when the moment it pleased God? When he was going to Damascus to beat Christians up. And at that second, when he's going to Damascus, the Bible says that he, does, he's, he wasn't on a horse. He didn't fall off the horse. He, the Bible says that he fell on the ground. That's all. He fell on the ground. Uh, and the Bible says that he fell on the ground. And he had an open vision of the resurrected, glorified Jesus. And Paul now says, yep, that was the moment that it was pleasing to you. Listen. For as far as I'm concerned, that was the worst possible moment. He was he was going he was going to kill Christians and persecute. And God says, Well, what is not pleasing to you, it's pleasing to me. This is the moment that I get the most pleasure. This is the moment that I get the most joy. Sometimes we see we start seeing things falling apart. Oh, everything is falling apart. And God says, Yeah, let them fall apart a little more. Yeah, because I get pleasure. And so he says, and he called me through grace. But what I make known to you, brethren, here it is, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But, but, it, what it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ to reveal his son in me that I might, might preach him among the Gentiles. Can I tell you what happened to Paul? See, Paul had an encounter with a glorified Jesus. Yeah. Jesus shows up. Full light. <laughs> full glory. Burned his eyes out. Got blinded. Jesus speaks to him. That means that he heard his voice. This is a religious Jew. He heard the voice of Jesus. Why are you persecuting me? Me. Why are you persecuting me? And he goes, what do you want me to do, Lord? Boy. What do you want me to do, Lord? And Jesus goes, go into town and wait. Somebody's going to come and minister to you. And you know what happened. Yeah. He was blind and this, this prophet came and he goes, like, God sent me here. Uh, I think he was very scared, by the way. He prayed for his eyes, received his sight, and then he says, this is the heavenly calling over your life. You are going to be sent to preach the gospel to Israel, to your nation. Then you're going to be sent to preach the gospel to the nations, and then you're going to be sent to preach the gospel to rulers, Jesus. to politicians. Yep. Yep. Three, threefold calling. And Paul leaves there and he goes to Jerusalem. He stays there because they were, they were afraid. He was like, he was on the FBI list of the church. I mean, he was. This guy, watch out. You know, all of a sudden, Paul goes like, guys, guess what? I met Jesus. And I'm called to preach the gospel to the Jews, to preach the gospel to the nation, to the Gentiles, and to preach the gospel to all the rulers and presidents and kings and emperors. I'm called. And, and everybody goes like, uh, we need to check him out. He was there for two weeks and then he left. Let me tell you what he did. Paul left. And he went back to his town. And the Bible, and he says that he went back to the wilderness. For three years to the desert he went to a place where there was nobody was there he probably lived very you know like very very few people there he didn't work i don't know how he survived but he went to the wilderness he went to the desert and when he came out of the desert this is what he says are you ready he says this i know a man I know a man, I know somebody, I don't know if in the body or not in the body, but I know a man that was taken to paradise. Where he saw things that he was not able, he was not, he didn't have permission to, to say. And he uses the word illegal, where he saw things that were illegal. 
You see, John was caught up. And we get the word, the Bible, the, the, the book of Revelation. Paul was caught up. John was permitted to say and to write everything he saw. Paul wasn't. Because what Paul saw was superior to what, what John saw. And we get a few little snippets of what he saw. Are you ready? Because this is what he was saved for. This is what he was laid a hold of. He was laid a hold of because Jesus was going to reveal the gospel to him. This is what. Now, you don't understand. Do you think that Paul is saying, Jesus got a hold of me because I'm going to heaven? Do you know that the majority of Christians say that? Well, I mean, I'm saved. I have eternal life. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, really? That's it? <laughs> you know, how many of you are going to heaven? Raise your hand, everybody. Come here. How many of you are going to heaven? Yeah, amen. Come on. How many of you are going to heaven? Listen, you're saved. You're going to heaven. Okay, I'm going to say one last time, and I, you better agree with me. If you're saved, you're going to heaven. So it, it's almost like Paul is saying, listen, you don't understand. I'm going to heaven. But I'm not running this race, and I am not doing this because I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to get a reward. But I'm doing this for, for another reason. I'm doing this for that. And what is it? To make Christ known. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, now I'm going to point your finger at you. My finger at you. You know what Jesus got a hold of you? Not to go to heaven. Not to give you eternal life. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, to give you eternal life. To give you peace. To give you joy. To give you this. To give you a family. That's not the main reason. That is not that. That is not that. Paul is very clear. He goes like, that, that, Jesus laid a hold of me. Because he wanted to reveal this gospel to me so that I might preach him. I might make Christ known. And here's what, here's a little bit of his revelation. This he couldn't know unless he went to paradise. Because he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. He saw Father in glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, what he's about to tell you, he's saying, uh, you, need, you need wisdom and revelation to get this. What? That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, and here it is, what is the hope of his calling? Do you know that we Christians are called to hope? Hopelessness has no room in our lives. That's right. We are called to have full expectation of what God wants to do in us. No, no, wait, wait, wait. What are you expecting God to do in your life? What are, you, what are we expecting God to do? See, it's so easy to lose hope. But Paul says, the first thing I want you to know is that you need to see that we've been called to hope. We've been called to expectation. I know it's easy for him. You know why? Because he saw everything when he went. He, you know how he starts Ephesians 1? He goes, blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in where? In where? In heavenly places. Do you know why he tells you that? Because he was in heavenly places and he saw all the spiritual blessings that belong to us. Do you, do you understand why? He goes like, I saw the blessing. Listen, I saw all the little boxes with the little bows and red bows. and blah, blah. I saw all the boxes. I saw all the gifts. I saw everything that God has for you guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is, this is blessed be God the Father because what? He has blessed us. In other words, you're already blessed in heavenly places in Christ. Why? Because he has blessed us with Every. what? Every. What? Every spiritual blessing. Do you understand what he saw? That's why he goes, listen, I pray that you get it. 
I pray that the eyes of your understanding might, might see that there's a hope in your calling. For every need we have, there's a blessing. I mean, come on. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Number two, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance? Where? In heaven? Where? Say, in me. In the saints. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in me? Inheritance in us. He goes, I pray because I saw it. I saw it. I saw that the riches of his glory. But the riches of his glory, they're not just in heaven. They are in you. In you. And he goes, and I pray, because I saw it. He goes, I pray that you will see what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. The power is what? Say, toward us. Toward us. It's directed at who? Us. If we believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand uh, in, in the heavenly places. In other words, you know what Paul is saying? I saw that power. It's the same power that resurrected Jesus from the, gra from the grave. Not, not only that, but, it, it, but the same power, what? Exalted him. The same power punch him through the heavenly, the first heaven and the second heaven and into the third heaven and that same power sat him at the right hand of God and gave him a name that is above all names and submitted and this is what he says and this power is far above all what? principality and all power and might and dominion and it's this power that he wants us to see is, is, is over every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come in 2023 oh listen China China they're taking over the world let me tell you about China are you ready for this yeah was there's 2 billion people, almost 2 billion people in China. Well, there's 500 million Christians. 25% of the Chinese are Christians. They're all hiding. <laughs> we don't know where they are, but they're hiding and they're growing every day. So don't come and tell me that, that that is a powerful nation and this and the Chinese and this, because there's a power <laughs> underground underground there's a power underground there's a power underground in china that is about to explode when it pleases god and you know on here it's like oh, 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 oh russia russia yeah 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 you know what happened in ukraine in the ukraine yeah yeah like about 3.5 3.6 million ukrainians left and people go like, oh, they're refugees. No, they're not. You know what they are? Missionaries. Because you know what? They went, where they went? They went to the most Roman Catholic nation in Europe, Poland. And guess what they're doing? They're preaching Jesus. And so here's what, here's what Paul says. Listen, I saw, I saw it up there. I saw, I just want you to see it. I want you to see that what? That he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Guess what, guys? Number one, let me talk about the church second, personally, for each one of us individually. All right? Jesus got a hold of me and Jesus got a hold of you. To make Christ known to everyone. And guess what? Most of the time, you don't even have to open your mouth. Remember what, uh, what what's his name? Uh, John, well, John Wesley said that, right? Preach the gospel if you have to use words. Preach the gospel. And if you have to use words, maybe. But just preach the gospel. Shut up. Just live your life. Make Christ known. 
Oh, what's the purpose of you? No, wait, wait. What is the purpose of your life? What is God's will for your life? What, 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 what are we here for? To make Christ known. This is what Paul did. Paul says, you know what? The upward call is not just for, for me to go to heaven. You know, I read all kinds of books and, and commentaries and, and a, lot of commenta a lot of experts, you know, they say, well, his upward call was to make it, to go to heaven, to receive his crown of righteousness, to receive his reward. No, he knew he was going to receive that reward. The goal, the price that he was after was, I just want to make Christ known to everyone. Now let me let, let, let me let me share this with you. Today, because Paul wrote Colossians and Philippians and Ephesians, today we understand that Jesus is supreme. Today, you guys sang that song because of Paul, Paul's revelation. <laughs> that he might be supreme in all things. You see, it was given to Paul. It was given to Paul. The truth that Jesus Christ is preeminent in all things. It was given to Paul that Jesus is the creator. For by him, in him, and through him, and for him, all things were created. Were created. Were created. It was to Paul that was revealed the mystery. The mystery. This man, see... He, he's, he understood, this is what Jesus got a hold of me. He got a hold of me so that I could receive the mystery. I could receive the revelation of the gospel. I can receive the revelation of the supremacy and the greatness and the power and, 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 the, and the mystery of Jesus. I, this is me. I am going to. And guess what? Even after 2,000 years, we're still basing all of our belief, all of our faith. On the, on the revelation that Jesus gave Paul. Oh, listen, you don't understand. Uh, people that don't, don't get this, they hate Paul. They hate him. But we know. See, we know now. This is his goal. Now listen, what about us? This is why we're here. This is why this church is right here. This is why God calls men and women. This is why God separates men and women. This is why God puts you in the family he put you in. This is why God puts you in the place that you're working in. This is where God puts you in the neighborhood. This is where God puts you wherever you are. This is why. To make Christ known. Everything else is second. Details. Oh, well, you know, I, I want to thank God because he saved me from my sins and he healed me. Yeah, praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus, for all the benefits. Thank you, Jesus, for all the spiritual blessings. But here's what Paul says. I am going after that. That one thing. And what is that one thing? To make Christ known. Now, if Paul, tells me, if Paul is saying, this is what I want to do, guess what? <laughs> this is what we should do too. Now look, none of us are perfect. None of us are like the best witnesses. Trust the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit in your life that He would prepare ways for you to make Christ known. We live in a... What time is it? Ooh, what? Okay, listen, we live in a, in a, in a time and in a, in a region where people don't want to know about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to know about Jesus, but you tell them anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Can I show you the, like I, sh I, I tell you what I learned from Paul? What I learned from Paul. Paul goes to Athens, the capital of the Greek nation. Well, this is where all the philosophers lived. This is where all the smart people lived. Whole lot of like, like here. Smart people. Philosophers. All kinds of gods. And, and Paul was walking around the city of Athens and he saw like idols everywhere. He not only saw idols everywhere, but, but it, was, it was customary of, 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 of people to walk around with, with sheep and lambs. And, and, and they would stop. They would stop in front of a, of a god and, and sacrifice an animal. So like the streets of Athens were all like bloody and messy because people were killing animals constantly. And they were worshiping these, these, these things. And Paul got angry. He was angry. And he went to the marketplace. He went to the marketplace. And he started to... He st and here is the word. Can I tell you what the word was? Huh? In the Greek? Can I tell you? Dialogo. He started to dialogue with people. He didn't preach to them. He didn't give them a speech or a conference. He dialogue with them. Yep. He dialogue with them. And his 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 diet his like words were so convincing that the philosopher goes like, oh, you need to come to to present your and he dialogue with them. There you go. Can I tell you how we, get, we make Jesus known? We don't preach it. Please don't preach it, people. Please don't. Dialogue with them. Because people have needs. People have needs. And ask them what they need. Some years ago I went to, I remember I went to the church of a friend of mine in Argentina. And he was like, probably like, he had about a, maybe like a thousand people, 1,500 people. It's a nice church. I went back there the next year, a year and a half later. There was like 5,000 people. I walked in and I go like, what happened here? What, what, what happened here? You know what happened? <laughs> the young people, young people bought like, made uh, uh, t-shirts with something written on them. Can we, do you need God? Can we pray for you? And they just started to walk around the city. And they started to pray for people. Not only that, but here's the best evangelism deal that I've ever seen. Ten ladies that, made, that did nails, they opened up a nail shop. And they charged half the price, whatever. <laughs> All the other shops were, were charging. That shop, and, and you know, like ladies, if you go to a nail place, Guess what they do? Hostage. No, guess what they, yeah, they talk. They talk, right? Yeah, they talk. Well, out of that shop, a couple thousand people were saved in one year. Wow. Why? Dialogue. Jesus was shown. Jesus was shown. Today, don't, don't listen to what the, the, the experts are saying, but today the church is growing so rapidly, the fastest growing church in the world is in Iran. Okay. The greatest miracles, the greatest, it's in Iran. It's in, in places where supposedly, like, you know, there's persecution. Well, nothing stops the kingdom of God. Nothing stops the kingdom of God. Why? When you make Jesus known, now, that doesn't mean that you have to stand in a corner with two speakers and a microphone and, and yell at people and scream at people. Just let's dialogue with them. That's why, listen, the last thing. Last, that's why the time of crusades is over. Wow. You, know, uh, you know who's going to be a crusade? You. 
you're going to be a crusade. Me, we're going to be crusades. How? Dialoguing with people. People that have no hope, you can tell them, I have hope. <laughs> what do you mean you have hope? Oh, yeah, I have hope. Would you like to know about my hope? <laughs> no, everything is going to pot. Everything. Blah, 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 blah. You know, hope, hope and change came and nothing happened. Hope didn't hope and change didn't change. Yeah. And we're worse. Well, anyway, right. you can tell them, oh, I have hope. What do you mean you have hope? I have hope. I have hope. Um, can you, like, sort of recalculate a little bit tonight? Because the Lord has you, the Lord has planted you here. You know why he plants people? To give fruit if God plant in God planting you here how do you give fruit make Christ known make Christ known let your car make Christ known <laughs> your bicycle whatever you, you have let Jesus make known dialogue with people People have, are losing hope. Tell them that you have hope. And then they'll ask you, what do you mean? Tell them, I have hope because of Jesus. Why? What do you mean? Because Jesus is the Lord. Because Jesus is a name above all names. Because Jesus is not a religion. Because Jesus is a person. Because Jesus is the Lord. Can you do that? Listen. We are here in West New York. We're south. South over there? Over there? South? Okay. 1740 south of here. New Brunswick, New Brunswick, Sutter River. South is this way. That way? Exactly this way. The first Great Awakening started south of here. 100,000 men and women were saved. A little bit later, 1840, Second Great Awakening. Started in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. That's where a lot of you go to the beach. Ocean Grove. 1870, the Fulton Street Revival started in the corner of Fulton Street and William Street in downtown Manhattan. Men began to pray. The first month, a hundred men were praying. A week later, the New York Stock Exchange crashed, and the next few weeks, 10,000 men were praying every day, Fulton Street and William Street. They were begging, they were begging the pastors to baptize them in the frozen water of the East River. Frozen. We are living in a region, in land of awakening. From here, it went to Philadelphia, it went to Baltimore, it went to Washington, D.C., it went all the way. From here, it went to all the way to New England. This is, a, this is land of revival. This, there's awakening all around here. But let me tell you this. We are not going after revival. We're going after awakening. Revival is for the church. Awakening is for the culture. And what God wants to do is he wants to, he wants to go after people that lost the hope. With a message of hope. With a message of hope. Come on, let's stand, stay with me. I wanted to share this with you. Because this is what God is saying today. To the churches. Uh, there, there's so many, listen, if you are on social media, if you listen to preachers and to teachers, they're going to talk to you about the Nephilim. <laughs> they're going to talk to you about demons and angels. I'm going like spiritual warfare. 
Why you want to talk to me about spiritual warfare when Jesus already overcame? Who won the, uh, the NBA final? Denver? Who lost? Who, who lost? Everyone. No, who, what team lost? Miami? Nobody cares about Miami because nobody cares about the loser. People want to talk to the winner. We keep talking to the loser. We keep talking to demons and the devil. He lost! We want to exalt Jesus. He overcame. And he sat at the right hand of the Father and he, and he received all power. All power. Listen. Can you close your eyes right now? We, today we don't need to hear all kinds of things. Today we need to hear, listen, the world needs Jesus. And the only way they're going to hear Jesus is through you and I. No angel is going to preach a gospel. They don't know how to preach a gospel anyway. Only a sinner saved by grace can preach the gospel. And so I, I came here tonight, this morning early, you know, when I was waking up, I, I, I was going, what, 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 God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? And I heard the, the word, this is what they need to go after. This is what they need to understand. They were got, Jesus got a hold of them because of that thing. Jesus got a hold of them because he wants to be known through them. He wants to be known through them. And so, Holy Spirit, tonight, as we stand together in this household of faith, with men and women that are planted in this house, they've been planted to produce fruit, a much fruit, an abundant fruit. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for, for, for uh, 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 abundance. Thank you for prosperity. But Lord, we want you to be known. We want you to be known. We want the world to know you. And so here's men and women that are willing. And I'm just going to ask you a very simple question. If you're willing, just raise your hand. If you're willing to make Jesus known, you're willing to be an instrument. Yes. Listen, don't, don't, you, don't start thinking, how am I going to do it? It's not up to you. It's up to the Holy Spirit. It's up to the Holy Spirit to do it. So, so, so Holy Spirit, here we are. We're raising our hands in your presence. And we're willing instruments to make Jesus known. Holy Spirit, would you empower us? Make us witnesses. Make us witnesses to this region, to each generation that is represented here in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. amen. And amen. Say, I'm willing. I'm willing. Now listen. I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. Pastor, they're willing. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thanks for listening to the Rescue Church podcast. We would love to see you in person. For more information, visit rescuechurch.tv slash invite.